So, Mikey, I uh, heard you went to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, I did. Uh, and? Yeah. Yeah, I went there. It was good, man. Do you want to, like, tell us about it or? Yeah, definitely. I'm down with that. It was, yeah, I definitely love to talk about it. Yeah. Yep, yep. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Search for Awesome podcast. We are back. I'm Titus. And this is Mikey. This week we're talking about the fact that the OnePlus 6 was announced, the top five most interesting things that came from Google I.O. We're also going to talk about a bunch of updates on MoviePass, and we're going to talk about something kind of interesting that I found out through a random email called Google One. It's been a while, man. Uh, we've taken a little over a month off, but I'm excited to get back. It was kind of sad because like the second we you know, stopped doing the podcast, we were both like texting each other back and forth like, did you hear about blah, blah, blah? And it's like... I've been like itching to get back on the mic. We're back, man. You feeling good about it? Yeah, feeling great. I'm I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to tell you guys about Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You gonna do that now or? Yeah. 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 Mm Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the one I went to see, um, not sure how to pronounce it. So if I'm wrong, please correct me. It's called Luzia, and um, that's at least how I pronounce L U Z I A. I saw it uh, here near DC. And it was really cool. They had a lot of bunch of different scenes. I don't even know how to begin to describe it. I mean, it's a circus, but on a whole nother level because it's Cirque du Soleil. There's this one part, and I actually sent you the clip, Titus. If you want to watch that while I'm explaining this, it's just a little nine second clip. And um, I'm on the clip right now. So I'm, I'm watching this scene, and I, I see this guy holding on to this rope thing. I don't know what you call it, and he's going up, and like it's at this moment that I realize I could do this. I could totally be a part of this show. I could totally be an usher or like one of the guys that sells popcorn. Like I could totally be <laughs> a part of the show. My dreams could come true. So I'm thinking about yeah. going for it. I mean, why not? Um, yeah. Well, there's some issues with that. Cause like he was holding on it with like one arm. Like that's, it's kind of, he's definitely a skilled person. Yeah. So this is going to be your thing now. You're going to be doing the uh, Cirque du Soleil. Well, I mean, I mean, I'll be a usher. So seeing this guy get pulled up into the ceiling made you think you could be an usher? Well, I mean, I obviously can't hold on to that stupid rope and get pulled <laughs> up. I mean, I'd fall. You know how bad that'd be? <laughs> <laughs> so first up, we're going to talk about the OnePlus 6. It got announced today. And uh, I'm actually in the market for a new phone. I have the OnePlus 3. I've had it for two years. Love this phone. I'm a, I'm a big OnePlus fan. Uh, and so this is the OnePlus 6. Uh, first off, the prices start out at $539 for the 6-gig, 64-gig version. But the version I'm probably going to go for is an 8-gig, 128 version at $589. So not exactly cheap, but not not like as much as like an iPhone or something like that. It has a Snapdragon 845, Adreno uh, 630, which is actually the same exact stuff they have in the Galaxy S9. So it's got a pretty beefy amount of power. It's got uh, a 16 and a 20 megapixel camera, both with a uh, 1.7 aperture. A little confused here. They're both the same focal lengths. There's not like a wide angle and a telephoto. So basically it's the same camera, but one of them is better at low light. They can record uh, 4K at 60 frames per second. And I think the front-facing camera is also 60 megapixels, which is a little overkill, but pretty cool. Honestly, the biggest bummer to me is the screen. 
the screen has a notch, so they're basically taking a page out of Apple's book, and uh, I have a lot of opinions about that I'll share. And also, it's it's still the 1080p resolution. It comes in three colors, two of which are black, which is kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it's got a fingerprint sensor, face unlock. It only has one speaker on the bottom, which is normal for OnePlus. They keep the headphone jack. It's got weather protection, game mode, uh, an alert slider. And they also announced some wireless earbuds for 70 bucks. So anyway, so that is all the specs about it that I saw that were interesting. I have a lot of opinions about this, Mikey. I do as well. I know I just ran through the specs, but let's get to some of the more finer points. There was nothing really here that wowed me. Um, I have a soft spot for OnePlus. I have really great experiences with their phones, but there's nothing particularly exciting about now, it. Now, let's be fair, though. That's kind of the norm now. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of the norm when, when the most exciting thing is they've got an extra camera or they have the headphone jack or they don't have the headphone jack. That's become the norm, I feel like, with most phones in general. I definitely don't know why they went with a notch. I feel like it's embracing a flaw because <laughs> it's like, let's be honest, if Apple could figure out how to get the f the full screen without the notch, they would do it in a heartbeat. They just need that spot for the microphone and stuff. For me personally, it doesn't bother me. But you did see that on the OnePlus 6, you can actually turn on a setting to where it'll make that whole top bar black. I did see that. So it yes. doesn't look like there's a notch there, but it looks like it's showing your data on part of the phone. It, it's I thought that actually looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, and this, that's the funny part is I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because if I do end up buying this phone, I'm not going to use that. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, as annoying as I find the notch, I'm going to leave it there. But uh, also the screen, I don't like that it's 1080p because you can't do VR with that. And also, I guess you couldn't do VR with a notch either. <laughs> like, that'd be a yeah, problem. Like weird. you're missing part of your eyeball. The earbuds are really cool. I really like the concept. Uh, if you clip the magnets together, they'll pause the music. It has fast charging, which is really cool. I have some Bluetooth earbuds. And uh, but 10 minutes will get you five hours of charge. That would be a super useful feature yeah. because when I work work out once a month uh, and I pick up my earbuds, uh, I go to use them and they're always dead. They're always dead. It's very frustrating. And uh, anyway, so see, honestly, and it's not really a budget price anymore. It's kind of a tough call. See, I, I don't know. I, f I feel like it's pretty comparable to the market, but I will say one feature is that that game mode feature. It's actually really neat. It'll you can mm -hmm. have it to where it'll only work for certain games. It'll also boost the network to where it'll slow down the amount of network that the rest of the apps can use. So that way it can be focused mainly on that game. You know, with PC gaming, with your router, you can set it to focus on, you know, that computer. So that way those, you know, your game gets most of the internet bandwidth. Uh, yeah, it seems like a interesting mode. I don't play a lot of games on my phone, so that doesn't appeal to me, but I can totally understand why someone might like it. I don't know, man. Should I buy it? I, I, I'm on the fence because, like, I'm in the market for a phone. I mean, but, uh, you, you know, I'm going to suggest you to buy it just because I don't want to buy a new phone right now. And I think one of us should review it. Yeah. But here's the thing. If I do buy it, I'm probably going to go all in and get the headphones, too. I mean, you might as well at that price. All right. Next up, Google I.O. was last week. So this is a little bit late, but I want to go through some of the things that I found really interesting because even though there's a couple that were big headliners, there was a there's a lot that they didn't really that a lot of people aren't talking about. So the first thing I thought was interesting is pretty please for kids. Uh, it's an interesting feature they're adding to the Google Homes because they're basically worried that kids are learning to be rude to robots, basically, and like maybe it'll make them bad people if they're just demanding, "Hey, Google, tell me, you know, what's the capital of Montana?" You know, they're actually going to reward kids for saying please. So, and if they do that, the the uh, home, the Google Home will say, "Thank you for asking so nicely," or something like that. So 
Mikey, do you think that's something you might use? I didn't know much about it till uh, we started talking about it before this podcast. And I'll tell you, I actually really like the feature and think that it's a great idea because it rewards them for saying it. But it's not forceful because I don't like situations where, you know, this robot like won't do something that my kid wants to do just because it's a pretty please. You know, I'm glad they didn't go with the route of being forceful, but they are rewarding if you do use it. So I think it's really neat. I think I think it'll work out well. Second feature I thought was kind of neat is Google's actually trying to wean you off your phone, which is really weird because there really is no benefit to them doing this. But basically, they're going to be tracking like how much you use different apps in your phone in general and like how many times you pull it, you, you, you know, turn on your phone screen or whatever. And it'll even like you can set a bedtime and it'll slowly turn to gray. The screen will as it's getting closer to bedtime to kind of tell you, hey, man, it's time to go to bed. Uh, but really neat. It definitely makes me trust Google a little more because they gain nothing from this. See, I have to disagree there because I feel like they get a lot from it. I mean, they're not getting you to dislike your phone. They're trying to wean you off it so you're not on it as much, which is good for you, which means you trust their product more and want to use them more because you don't have to use them as much. Does that make any sense? You want to rely on them and, and give them <laughs> your money more because you don't need them. You don't. So you're saying they're trying to build up some goodwill or something? Uh, I mean, I guess kind it's of- just kind of one of those things that's it's kind of like, Google wants to be your assistant and the more they do for you that you don't have to do, the more they can do in the background, Mm -hmm. the better it is for you and the more likely you'll keep coming back to them. Another one was a Google lens and that one was kind of cool. So basically it uses your camera to identify things in the around you. Like it'll say, Hey, there's a restaurant this way. And this is how many, what the rating is. You can even copy and paste things in real life, like take a picture and copy and paste things off a menu. And you can even like turn forms straight into PDFs. It's really neat stuff. Like, uh, definitely looks like Google's doing some interesting stuff with Google Lens. Android is changing their UI pretty big, and some people are saying they're taking cues from iOS. But I actually kind of think it looks a little more like WebOS, which I guess iOS kind of looks like WebOS. WebOS is like this old operating system that Palm used to use when they were trying to make an iPhone competitor. But it, what's cool is they're enhancing it with machine learning. So basically, they're trying to predict what they think you're going to do on the phone and then like give you instant access to it. So like if you're outside or it's like that in that time in the morning we normally run, it might say, hey, click here to track your run in this app. So it's it's kind of like predict what you want to do. Really neat stuff. So I actually uh, have the Android P beta. And so I'm able actually to use this. And I'll, I'll tell you, I definitely see what you're talking about, how it looks more like WebOS. But it definitely, as you're using it, it feels more like iOS because iOS has more of that like I don't know how to describe it when when you use Android everything's sectioned off like you have your home screen and then you have your apps and then everything's kind of separate but when you use it with Android P I feel like it's kind of more everything's together the UI looks slick man I definitely want to get my hands on it and the one plus six is actually plus get beta to it so yeah. it looks awesome uh, the last thing, the, and this is probably the creepiest and coolest thing, is Google Duplex. And uh, basically, Google wants to be like your real-life assistant. So basically, they have programmed an, like a robot to make calls for you to book appointments. And it's not live yet, and not only it's a, more of an experiment, and they're just trying to see how people react to it. But uh, they had a really crazy demo. Check this out, Mikey. This is the demo uh, that they showed where someone's trying to book a an appointment for a haircut. Haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. That's a robot. <laughs> sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. 
We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like. What service? Anyway, I'll, I'll cut it right there, but it's pretty amazing. They've come a long way with their uh, robot talking. Like, it's hard to distinguish that voice from a real person. Oh, uh, definitely. It, it's it's pretty impressive, and basically you just go in this app and say, "Hey, I want to I want an appointment at this place between this time and this time, and whatever different specifications." Pretty crazy. People are a little up in arms about it because it looks like maybe like they should identify themselves as a robot and not try to pretend they're human. But some people are saying it's pretty cool because it's like Google has passed the Turing test, or is it? I think it's Turing or test anyway it's like a test where basically can you tell if it's a robot or not if you can't tell then it, you pass this test it's pretty awesome yeah I, I mean i feel like it's a really awesome tool i i can't wait to use it personally i do see how it can be a little creepy but i don't know i mean like google already holds my calendar i feel like they could get so much into this because if you're trying to make an appointment not only is it making the appointment for you but if they don't have any appointments available I feel like they could also program it to where it looks later on in your schedule, you know, later on in that day or the next day, you know, to work and actually find an appointment for you. I feel like there's a lot that could be done there. Okay, so since the beginning we've talked about MoviePass, I thought it'd be appropriate to bring them up once more. And oh my goodness, so much has happened. A lot. They're the interesting company that charges $10 a month for one movie ticket each day. So basically it's like a buffet of movie tickets. Anyway, so let's go through it real fast. Uh, back in April, uh, MoviePass lifted their AMC ban. If you remember, eight, they banned all the top AMC theaters and they have removed it. They said the whole thing was just an experiment and uh, it does not appear that AMC has decided to share concession profits. But uh, so anyway, so MoviePass is trying to survive. So they're trying to figure out ways to get extra profits. But MoviePass did land deals with two different companies. One was Studio Movie Grill. The other one was Landmark. It's really cool that they made these deals, but uh, there are not that many theaters. It's like about 80 to 90 theaters in total when there's like 5,000 theaters in the U.S. So it's a small victory at best. Also, their stock price, the parent company Helios, uh, went down major because they reported that they were coming to the end of their funding. They said they had five point or fifteen point five million in cash available as of the, uh, April thirtieth, with an additional twenty seven point nine million coming in. Uh, I think that month, uh, but so they're running really low in cash, and also they were saying that it take uh, to run MoviePass, it's costing them twenty one point seven million dollars a month to run it. So uh, anyway, their stock went through the tank. You know when I heard that, I, I'm sitting there thinking like, wouldn't you just like stop cease and desist right there? I have like $21 million a month. Like what, how much do they actually think they're going to gain in the long run here by taking that much of a loss? Yeah. I, I don't get it. Uh, I don't know how you keep running. And the interesting thing is, is the CEO of MoviePass wanted to assure people, no, 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 we're not going anywhere because they have a line of credit for over $300 million and that they can use that to operate for 17 months. They're saying that they're going to stick around for at least 17 months to try to make things profitable. And they still feel confident that they can do that. Also, they did some weird stuff with their plans, but they, they got rid of their unlimited plan, but it's now back. So that's good. And they're committed to keeping it around. And uh, yeah, so I don't really understand MoviePass at this point because I feel like they've had so many opportunities to make money. Like they could sell soundtracks as you're leaving the theater about the movie. They could try to do digital downloads, like have partners with iTunes or something to say, hey, you want this movie when it comes out? You know, they could try to do the data collection things and sell that, which they might be doing that. I don't know. 
they could be trying to use their power to get more theaters on board. I feel like they're really dropping the ball here. Anyway, so I don't know. I think 17 months is enough time to, to write the ship, but I don't know if they're going to be able to make it. You know, I'll be honest with you, hearing that they have a, a credit limit here that they can use, a credit line, I mean, I, I don't, I feel like there's like, you know, when you get a friend that like suddenly comes into tons of money <laughs> and they're like, guys, I'm going to buy everybody dinner every day. Like we're going to go out to dinner. But then they like, they realize that they're blowing through their money way too quickly. So they start like, Hey, maybe we can just get an appetizer and that's it. You know? And then they're like, Oh no crap. I feel bad because we're not getting dinner. So we'll get dinner. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just like, they're just continuing to beat a dead horse knowing that it's going to fail. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love this service. I just, I don't see where it's going. And I would love to be wrong. I would love to find out that this is going to actually go somewhere and take off. I feel like this is kind of one of those things, like, let's use our movie pass and take advantage of it while we can, because it's not going to last too much longer. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it, too. And I think they're they're betting on a lot of things. They're hoping that people use it less. And But the thing is, is like they really need to be using their service to make money in other places and memberships. And then I'm getting these emails saying, hey, give a free month of movie pass up to three friends. So they're giving away more membership. <laughs> like It's like, I, what are you guys doing? We're losing money, so let's give away more money. To try and keep from losing money. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's hope they make it because I do love the service, but good luck with that. All right, Mikey, so what's awesome this week? Okay, so what's awesome is Google One. So I heard nothing about this until all of a sudden I received an email telling my storage options has changed. So I paid the $10 a month for the one terabyte. Not anymore. Now they're changing it up. Now you still get the 15 gigabytes free. That's still going. But now they have 100 gigabytes for $2. 200 gigabytes for $3, which is new. One terabyte for $10 is gone. They have the two terabytes for $20 is now two terabytes for $10. So now I'm going to get an extra terabyte for the same price. And then they have the Sweet. 10 for a hundred, 20 for 200 and 30 for 300 and so on. Um, I'll tell you though, the name reminds me of Ubuntu one, but all they really talked about is you know storage but they said there's going to be other things to come so we'll see what happens i don't know if they've got some up their sleeve or if it's just going to be really simple and we're making a bigger deal of it than it needs to be but one mm -hmm. good thing that comes with paying for these storage options is you're going to get actual live person support you're not going to have to deal with some chat bot you're not going to deal. you're actually going to deal with the actual person that's going to help you and to me that's exciting so uh, for me, what's awesome is Cobra Kai. It's a new YouTube Red show. And uh, before I give my real thoughts, like I've only watched the first two episodes, but I really like them. Now, there's a lot of swearing. There's some suggestive stuff in it. So if that's not really your thing, maybe pass it. But it's got a lot of charm. It's not the highest budget show. And some of the acting could be a little better, especially from the, like, the two main characters, which are the actual people from Karate Kid, by the way. The show's premise is so ridiculous, Mike. Have you seen it at all? Uh, yeah, so I remember seeing a, a video a while back from Honest Trailers that kind of had the same storyline. And I don't know if that's what spawned this, but I haven't watched any of the videos. I've just watched a trailer for it. I thought it was really cool that they actually took this and made this into a storyline. It's so weird because the premise is basically what happens... When you lose a karate tournament, when you're like a, you know, a kid, 
and then you don't get over it for 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's the premise. It, it's amazing, dude. I have no idea where it's going. I'm going to be getting YouTube Red to, to finish, to keep up with it. And by the way, I'm not a big fan of Karate Kid either, but I, I love it. And uh, maybe part of the reason why I do like it, even though, by the way, YouTube has actually renewed it for a second season already, and it's barely even out. <laughs> but I know two people who are actually involved with the show. Um, my friend uh, Alan that I've done two videos ago on the Search for Awesome channel, he's a Hollywood sound guy. So he did some sound work for him. And uh, also, I have a, a youth that used to go to our church named Nicole. She plays Aisha on the show. She's in nine of the ten episodes. She's like one of the main students. I was watching the trailer, and she's got like this hilarious part in the trailer. I don't want to spoil it, but uh, I was like, holy crap, that's Nicole. Like, <laughs> I didn't know she was in it. It's it's a good show, but again, there is some swearing and suggestive content. I haven't seen, I've only seen the first two episodes, and those are the free ones, so that tells you something about me. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I'm going to be getting YouTube Red pretty soon to watch the rest, because I, I really like it. All right, guys, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us for this episode of the podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on, and uh, drop us a message on Anchor. It's an app on Android and iPhone, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Remember the email, Mikey? It's been a while. <laughs> I do not. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Podcast at thesearchforawesome.co. Drop us a line. Yeah, that one. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>